uh, that starts out with our top two in hour two. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two in hour two. All right, give me two, winning, winning. All right, this is the time of the show, you guys, where we just tell you about a couple things we might be slightly obsessed about this week. And do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So I had a dinner party last weekend. Mm-hmm. I had a whole weekend of entertaining. You did. You went from dinner party to brunch. Too. I did. I had a dinner party Friday night or Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, I had a ladies brunch. And if you're not a big entertainer, can I just recommend ladies brunch? It's yeah. the easiest meal to cook. You can just put fruit out, yogurt, and then like make a tart or make a quiche or any simple thing. Deviled eggs. Yeah. Like my friends were so appreciative and we had mimosas and just sat around. It was really, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Um, Here's what I made. I knew that a bunch of my people were, one was whole 30, one doesn't eat blah. So I made red uh, hash, which is beets, squash, and potatoes all roasted up with thyme. And so I had that. And then I had onions, peppers, and kielbasa mm-hmm. that I hassle-backed the kielbasa. Yes. And I put that on top of the sheet of onions and peppers when I was roasting it. And I shellacked it with a combination of apricot jam and honey mustard. It was so good. Was it so good? It was incredible. Not too sweet? Because I, you know, I can't like do too sweet meat. No, because I mostly was going with the mustard side. Okay. And mixed Because I'm thinking like that apricot and mustard would be a perfect sort of like. It was really good. As long as it wasn't too honey, honey. It was really good. And it got like kind of dark on the top. Yeah, it did. Like, it was sexy. Yeah. It looks weird on Instagram if you don't know what it is, but yeah. there is a picture there. <laughs> I, it was so easy because I made the hash like basically the day before mm-hmm. and then just heated it up again. And then I just popped that pan in the oven and I had to shellac it a couple times. But while we were doing that, I was drinking mimosas with my friends. Yeah. It was a great meal. My dinner, on the other hand, which was super good. Yeah was complicated. Oh. I tried to do the whole thing in the Instant Pot. Yeah. I had too many dishes going. Mm-hmm. I was transferring from one Instant Pot to the slow cooker because yeah. I made a chickpea thing. And by the way, just in hindsight, everyone maybe doesn't love Indian food. Yeah, by the way, that might be um, <laughs> an entry point. That was a risky one you did. Um, I thought with your crew that it, that it was going to be okay. It all worked out. Like I had rice. I had a chickpea, Did someone tomato. actually be like, mm? No, but to be fair, um, Fallon came over from a different radio station and she had just announced that she was pregnant. Oh, that's so different. at 12 weeks of pregnancy, I was like, oh, I hope there's something that you feel good about eating. She seemed like she did okay. Yeah. I had naan and yogurt sauce and all the stuff. <laughs> so here's my top two an hour or two to get to the point. <laughs> I'm going to give you the recipe for the sausage and peppers hassle backed because it was super easy. You could also do this on the grill, I think. Um, and then serve it. Yeah. And just the hassle back is just a way to make it look pretty for entertaining. Well, not only that, but it's uh, you get more crunch out of a sausage when you hassle back. I thought it so, like it's more that it surface area. The fat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. And it's more surface area so that you get more of that. Like you get more of the edge to it. It's like a brownie thing, you know, right. the edge of the brownies. But it's so because actually I brought Jake a sausage cutter. For Christmas, that's a thing that you roll over your sausage and it like makes these little cuts into it that are like cross hatches like this. Huh. And so what that does is it gives you more of that. It crisps. There's more edges to crisp. I didn't even know there was such a thing. That's well, cool. Well, it's a total like, you know, it's like a something you found on BuzzFeed. Pretty much. It's <laughs> something I think I found on like, yeah, that 19, you know, which is one of those things. Um, but yeah, so those okay. are really good. I love that. Good job. Well done. All right. I'm going to give you... 
Uh, one of my favorite things, I'm going to just tell you, my favorite thing of the week is Allianz Field. I got to preview the soccer stadium, and oh my God, I am in love with it. And yes, yes, I am a soccer player, and like I will never not be one, even though I, my knees won't allow me to actually play the sport anymore. Um, I, You guys, that stadium is the best stadium on the planet. <laughs> it looks really amazing. It's beautiful, and it's elegant, but not... Like, it, you don't feel out of place. It's completely accessible. It feels great. It's got great touches. The design and the color is perfectly beautiful and like grays and blues and the loon and the wings and the whole thing. I just can't tell you how much I, it was just a great, like, if you don't love soccer, at least go to one game. That's it all I'm going to say. real fun. So one of the things that is great about it, and that is a part of it is that they have a brew hall on the edge of it that is going to be open to the public Year round, even on non game oh, days. Oh, I like this idea. Isn't this great? So you can go, and this is my point. If you don't love soccer, you should at least go to the brew hall, pop in for lunch, grab a beer, and look at the stadium, you know, because you don't have to, non game days, it's still open and you can see it. Um, on game days, it'll still be, you don't need a ticket. You can go to the brew hall and still be there while the game is happening. Oh, that's smart. I, I think I'm going to do this. A I know. Lot. I know. And then there's a roof deck, but you do need to have it. You do need to have a ticket to buy a roof deck. But, you know, you can buy standing room only tickets and then you can get on the roof deck. That is really exciting. I know. So it's a lot of fun. And I loved Allianz Field. OK, what's your second? Um, same kind of theme and not to belabor it, but I always think people are looking for good recipes. Um, Alice Waters has an almond cake. That is a very simple cake that you make in a blender or you make in a food processor with almond paste. So you blend all the stuff up and then you pour it into your springform pan and, or you can use another type of pan and you bake it. And it's the perfect cake for spring because it's light, it's airy. You could serve it with raspberries or a raspberry zhuzh or blackberries. Or if you're doing it in the wintertime, you can serve it with an apple compote. In this, you could just serve it with like a sprig of thyme, like something super fresh and green and lovely on the plate. So I made this cake and I really wanted like a fluted edge on the cake because I wanted it to look prettier. Mm -hmm. And my springform pan turned out is up at the cabin. So I didn't have one. Yeah. And then it overflowed. <gasps> the whole thing overflowed in my oven. And I have a picture of it. It was like running down the sides of the oven. Oh, my it God. Was burning the house down. <laughs> it was just is... a cake wreck. Yeah. But... I was able to like with my knife just hawk off the sides that were overflowing and then like I still got cake. Yeah. Because once I got all the overage off yeah. on the sides, I could still get it out of the fluted pan and it looked okay What's and it a fluted tasted awesome. Pan? Are you talking about like, like a tart pan? Oh, it's a tart. So it was a low tart pan? Yes. Okay. And I knew that it would puff up. But I thought I had like enough clearance, but I didn't. Can I give you the tip? I don't know if you like, did you just do, um, what, so was it like on the edge? It was like crinkled on the edge, you know? It was crinkled on the edge okay. and then higher and kind of, I cut off around the side. Uh, only this happened to me. This something happened where I had a, I had an eight inch cake pan and I didn't realize the recipe was for a nine inch cake pan, but I had put in uh, parchment paper on the bottom and around the sides, but I let the parchment paper go up for about another two inches oh. so that it was like a little crown sticking out and the cake continued to rise up through that part. But was it still fluted on the edges? Mine wasn't fluted. And that's, I'm just saying, okay. that's, I'm just saying though, if you think that you're not going to be able to make something fit, do the that's parchment paper idea. on the outside and like let extend it up a little bit to kind of give it some help. Yeah. 
That's a great idea. Yeah. And I put powdered sugar on it. Like it looked totally yeah. cute. Right. It was fine. But as it was baking and I didn't have time to make anything else. So I was like, oh, well, this is what we got. <laughs> Hopefully this is going to work. And Here, then I was like, yeah, I, you could cut it into like a trifle. I thought about yeah, that, you but could I, do that and do like a lemon curd or something. But I didn't have any of that in that quick time frame. We did that. Yeah. Joey, uh, he had a cake on Thanksgiving that he did not. He was not happy with. And so we ended up like chunking in with and tried to try. But I'm going to stop mixing it because now it's getting into a weird mucky thing. Like, just let it sit. Let people scoop, you know? Yes. Oh my yes. God. Because the, the, like your your instinct is to like stir it. And I'm like, no. Yeah. You want the big chunks. Yes. And, but this cake is really pretty. It would be a great cake for an Easter event. I'll put a link on Weekly Dish. Someone asked too last week, when you guys say you're going to put up a recipe, where do you put it? Yeah. We put it on our Weekly Dish Facebook show page just because that's the easiest way to do it. Some- it's the most accessible for everybody. Yeah. And it's, it's you know what I realized? It's not searchable. And our page is not searchable that way. And that's the problem. Because I because our Weekly Dish Instant Potters is searchable because it's a group. But the Facebook page for Weekly Dish, <coughs> excuse me, is not. Because I was looking for the Irish cream recipe because I knew that I'd posted it before, but I couldn't find it. Oh, so you, have you know to what scroll. this means, Stephanie? We're going to have to do another thing. We're going to have to do another page for Weekly Dish I Facebook know. recipes. Okay. It. It's also we'll on the show page as well. It is true. They're so, on the show, I don't show know. page. But sometimes Thank I think you, afterwards yeah, we don't post. You know what I mean? Like sometimes mm-hmm. recipes come up and then they don't Oh, get I see what you're saying. Of yeah. course. Yeah. But you are correct. Um, okay. The last one I have, you guys, is black sesame paste. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Which is a weird thing, but I bought it at United Noodles. And uh, I wanted to say that I didn't know what the heck I was buying because I was there for sesame oil. And then I ended up uh, buying black sesame paste. And it is an actually like a really very cool thing that lots of people are eating. I use it like peanut butter, you guys. I spread it on bread. And it is huh. weird, but awesome. Sounds it's kind of gooey, but it's really, it's got that nutty flavor, but it's also not like sweet. But it's, I, I just can't tell you that... It's called Nuri Goma, which is the, you know, how you say black sesame paste in Japanese. Um, and it's basically a thick black, thick black paste. And then you just, you put, you can add it to baked goods. I if you like want a sesame thing in a black color, you can put it in rice cakes. You can put it in smoothies or oatmeal or anything. It's kind of dramatic and it's kind of awesome. You've been upside down in the world of Asian food I for know. most of the winter. Yeah, I kind of have. You're right. I've been making. I've been congeeing like a freak. I have been finding all of my comfort in Asian food. Apparently, yeah, I like. It. Also, I use that black sesame paste on the pork belly that I braised for oh, the ramen. Yeah. That's the funny thing. I did that pork belly for ramen specifically. That looks really good. Yeah. So you know, just kind of an interesting thing. But it's uh, you can also make if you buy black sesames, you can make the paste, and all you need is like whole black sesames and you know a couple tablespoons of honey. Because it's supposed, you know, it's kind of got to have that. And then yeah. you just roast them. All you need to do is you roast the black sesames for about two minutes on, in a pan, you know, and then you remove it. And then um, once they come to room temperature, they cool. Um, you put them in a food processor with honey, with like four tablespoons of honey. If you're doing like, you know, like a half cup of sesame paste. So it's interesting if you I mean, if you're looking for something a little bit, if you're looking for different flavors, if you're bored of the same old flavors and looking for something different, that's kind of fun. Uh, I, black garlic too is, is getting a lot of play. Yeah. Are you cooking with that at all? Uh, uh-uh, I don't, I just, you know, I don't know why I just, I, cause you know, I, I do know I have plenty of garlic that's accessible and I like fresh garlic. I always buy the bulbs. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have black garlic available to me yet. You know, like, it's not like, are you making garlic in your garden? Growing it? Yeah. Um, 
I, I hadn't last year, but I'm going to do it this year. I think I'm going to too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know we have to do 